Well, hello there and welcome to the good old days of radio show. This is John Tefteller. It's Tuesday. It's time for crazy comedy. Yeah, we 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 going back to crazy comedy because I can't get enough of crazy comedy. And last week's Henry Morgan show was just too good. So we had to do more crazy comedy before we veer off into more drama. Drama's good. I like drama, but crazy comedy's better. And since I like crazy comedy, and this show that we're going to do today is one of the more popular crazy comedy shows we've done over the life of this podcast, we're going to bring back another episode of It Pays to Be Ignorant, my favorite crazy comedy quiz show that's just pure stupidity. Uh, This is an Armed Forces Radio Service version. I don't think the network version has survived, so you're not going to hear any of the cigarette commercials or anything that would have been in the normal network version. All that has been removed by the Armed Forces Radio Service engineers to make it non-commercial and palatable for overseas broadcast. And that's what they would do. And in some cases, the only surviving copies we have are from those Armed Forces radio broadcasts because they pressed up uh, hundreds of copies of them and distributed them all over Europe and Asia to be listened to by servicemen during World War II and after. So this one is from August 11th, 1944, and features the usual cast of crazies and the usual cast of corny dad jokes. So sit back, relax, and listen to lots of corny dad jokes. Here we go. What is an optimist? A person who does a crossword puzzle in ink. Correct. Pay that man $8. What do they call the inhabitants of Egypt? People. Correct. Pay that man $9 because... (laughs) It pays to be ignorant. The zaniest of quiz shows, rebroadcast for the American Armed Forces and their allies, and featuring Al Trace's orchestra, Lula McConnell, Harry McNaughton, George Shelton, and the man who knows it pays to be ignorant, Tom Howard. First, the uh, uh, expert is Mr. Harry McNaughton, that celebrated author who has just written a book entitled How to Shop Without Annoying a Sales Girl or The Hand is Quicker Than the Eye. <laughs> but here he is, Mr. Harry McNaughton. I have a poem, Mr. Howard. I see. How I long for the gay old 90s. I wish those days would come back. The girls of today don't wear girdles. <laughs> Things are getting pretty slack. Things are getting slack. Little thing I copied up an old beer bottle. Okay, you should have left it there. Next, we have a woman who is flattered when you call her a flying fortress. She just loved to be 29. A woman who talks... <laughs> a woman who talks so much her husband had lockjaw for two years before they knew it. Here she is in the flesh, and when I say flesh, I speak loosely. Miss Lolo McConnell. You're the second one that has insulted me today. Yeah? First, it was our garbage collector. How did he insult you, as if I care? Well, I'd forgotten to put the garbage can out. So when I heard the truck coming, I called him and said, Am I too late for the garbage? What did he say? He said, No, hop in. Hop in. <laughs> Charming fellow. And you call that an insult? Certainly. He knows I can't jump that high. I see. <laughs> You could at least try. Next, we have a man who dislikes to drink his coffee out of a cup because the spoon gets in his eye. 
A man who was so cheap, he'd steal the whistle from Whistler's mother. Here he is, Mr. George Shelton. Say, Mr. Howard, uh, can you tell me the time, the right time? The, the time? Well, about four minutes after nine. That does it. That do That's the last straw. Now, what's the matter? All day long, ever since this morning, I've been asking people the time. Yeah. And everybody tells me something different. Uh-huh. I can't believe anybody no, anymore. No, no, I see. Yeah. People are very two-faced. Oh, they are two-faced. Yeah, okay, let's get on here. Mr. Shelton, your head reminds me of the face on the barroom floor. Well, that's silly. The face on the barroom floor was a woman's face. I know. It's the floor your head reminds me of. Well, there they are, folks. Three living examples of the fact that life can be horrible. Now, here's the first question. Pay attention. See if we can get it. After what Central American Republic is the Panama Canal named? Just a minute now. Let me think. Yeah, what with? Doesn't that uh, Panama Canal, doesn't that join the Atlantic and the Pacific? Ah, the Atlantic and Pacific is a tea company. No, wait a minute. <laughs> Just a minute. Well, I ought to know. I was thrown out of there for teas and coffee. For teas and coffee. That's terrible. Yeah, I had no grounds to say that. No, you had no grounds. All right. <laughs> Mr. McNaughton is right. The Panama Canal joins the Atlantic and Pacific. You mean they took you to partner? What do you mean a partner? Boy, that's going to be a long name. The Atlantic and Pacific and Panama Canal Tea Company. Oh, wait a minute. We're not talking about a tea company. The P Panama Canal joins the Atlantic and Pacific Ocean. Boy, that's some canal 3,000 miles long. No, no, no. Mr. Sheldon, the continent tapers down so that the Panama Canal is only about 40 miles wide. It runs through the, uh, the Isthmus of Panama. Yeah, of course. It runs through what? The Isthmus of Panama. Isthmus, Isthmus. Why don't you try saying it with your teeth in? With your teeth in. Well, he did. He said isthmus. You know, like that song, I'm dreaming of a white isthmus. No, no, please. Find out the country the Panama Canal is named after. The Panama Canal runs through this country, and we pay them $250,000 a year rental. My word. I knew rents had gone up, but that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many rooms has it got? Ah, please, wait a minute. I say, tell me another thing. Does that include gas and electricity? No. Oh, it, it must. For that money, you should get maid service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it include meals? Look, look, the question is about the Panama Canal. Now, let's straighten it out. You mean it's all bent? It's up. Look, <laughs> the, the Panama Canal runs through a certain country. Mr. Howard, why be so evasive? What country does it run through? Look, that's what I'm trying to find out. That's the answer to the question. We pay this country $250,000 a year for the use of the land that the canal runs across. You yes. mean we pay that money for a vacant lot? Well, not exactly a vacant lot. Well, if it's not a vacant lot, there must be something on it. Yeah. There is clear thinking. Thank you, Mr. McNaughton. And but, if there is something on it, we want to know how many rooms. Now, will you pay attention? The canal is 40 miles long. A house 40 miles long? Oh. I wouldn't like that. Take all day to dust it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say it was a house. But you said it wasn't a vacant lot. Well, maybe it's an office building. No, 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 it's a canal. Oh, a canal. What's the name of the canal, Mr. Oh, uh, please, I told you, the Panama Canal. Oh, I use that perfume. Perfume? Canal number five. Canal number... <laughs> uh, here is the next question. Now, see if we can get little results with this one. If I, if I had four apples and someone gave me two bananas... How many apples will I have? Mr. Howard, 
Mr. Howard, may I venture an opinion? Certainly. I think that's a very foolish question. Well, now, there's a very encouraging sign. Why do you think it's foolish? Because you can't add bananas to apples and I get think. apples. No. Certainly not. When you add apples to bananas, you get fruit salad. Fruit salad. <laughs> Besides, where are you going to get bananas these days? Answer me that. That's beside the point. Oh, so that's it. You're evading the question, are you? Yeah, how do you like that? Suppose we invaded your question. Look, the question is... Where are you going to get bananas these days? That is not the question. Oh, yes, it is. Just because you can't answer, don't say it isn't the question. I heard Miss McConnell's question. You're quite right, Mr. Sheldon. That was Miss McConnell's question. Certainly. If you can't answer it, Mr. Howard, come out like a man and say so. But we're not interested in Miss McConnell's question. Speak for yourself, John Alden. No. I, for one, am definitely interested in Miss McConnell's question. I agree with you, Mr. McNaughton. I think Miss McConnell's question is the most fascinating question I've heard all week. Yes. Don't you think, don't you think so, Miss McConnell? What was the question? Oh, well, <laughs> heaven help the sailors on a night like this. Look, the question is, where are you going to get bananas eat? Wait a minute. That's a good question. That's a good question. That, Who thought that up? That is not the question. That is, oh, so now you're going to change it. Too hard for you to answer, huh? Uh, Isn't that just like him, you know? Right. Suppose we did that. Yeah. Look, the question is, how long is the Panama Canal? Wait a minute. <laughs> You've got me in an awful state here. What's the name of the state, Mr. Howard? <laughs> Maybe he's in Florida. Oh, Maine, you know, is very nice this time of year. Oh, please, I'm going nuts. You're going nuts? Oh, I don't think you'll like it up there. No. <laughs> Too many mosquitoes. Yeah, and the food is terrible. I see. So, Mr. Howard, tell, why don't you go up to Martha's Vineyard? You'll like Martha, I lovely like girl. <laughs> Will you please make some attempt to answer the question? If I had four apples and someone gave me two bananas, how many apples would I have? Where are you going to get bananas these oh, days? Oh,
ain't that on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first... Say, what is this? What is this? Now we come to that part of the program where we ask the studio audience to help us out. We've invited two members of the audience up here on the stage. And while Mr. Roberts is getting our guests seated, can we have some music from our good friend, Dr. Novick and his orchestra? this evening, Mr. Roberts. Our first guest, Mr. Howard, is Coxswain Roger Beard of the United States Navy. Oh, how do you do? Good for the Navy. Good evening, sir. We're glad you came up. Takes courage to face these three vacant mines we have here. <laughs> where are you from, would you care to tell us? That I'm, is, where's your hometown? I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minneapolis, Minnesota. My. Great job. Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's oh. right. Well, put soap in my mouth and call me Bubbles. Uh-huh. You know, I used, to wo- I used to work in that town. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was a sculptor in a restaurant. Oh, I say, you, you were a sculptor in a restaurant? Yeah, I used to chisel my meals. Thank you. All right. You know, uh, you know, Roger, I, uh, I, I'll never forget the last war. They put me in 8F. Why did they put you in 8F? I had two sons in 4F. You don't... <laughs> 
I hope these morons are not annoying you, Walter. Would you tell us a little more about yourself? We're sort of interested. Yeah, what's your first name, honey? Rog. What? Rod. 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 Oh, Rod. Ain't that cute, Mr. Howard? That's my name. He's a cute little kid, too, ain't he? All right. He's a very nice boy. Oh, he sure is. He's sweet as peaches. All right. (laughs) Well, you can just call me Jake. Yeah. Yeah, I'm one of the boys. You're one of the boys. (laughs) Well, whichever one of the boys you are, he isn't going to like it. Will you pick a question out of the hat for us, uh, Roger, please? And would you be kind enough to read the question, if you don't mind? What are shoe trees used for? Oh, very good. What are shoe trees used for? Now, there's a good question. Oh, indeed, it is a good question. Rather, I love questions about trees, you know. Uh (laughs) Yes, brings out the woodsman in me. I see. It also brings out the sap. (laughs) (laughs) I'm... uh... (laughs) I'm talking about shoe trees. I never knew shoes grew on trees. I see. Uh, Miss McCown, with the proper diet, and if you take real good care of yourself, you have excellent chances of being a moron, if you know what I mean. I'm not interested. No. No, I belong to too many lodges now. All right, hey. <laughs> Miss McNaught, do you know what a shoe tree is? I'm afraid I don't, no. <laughs> I'm a heel, ain't I? Yeah, yeah, you certainly are. That goes without saying. Mr. Sheldon, let me ask you a question. Yeah, go here. ahead. What do you put in your shoes when you take them off at night? Are you supposed to take your shoes off at night? <laughs> you know, speaking of, speaking of shoes, I had a perfectly good pair of patent leather shoes, but they all cracked up on me. Now, what happened to them? I don't know. I suppose the patent must have run out. The patent must have run out, yeah. My old man bought a pair of police shoes the other day. But he don't like them. He don't like police shoes? No. Every time he puts them on, he, he, they pinch his feet. They pinch his feet. Very, very funny, Miss McCarthy. I bought my wife a pair of alligator shoes the other day. My God, I didn't know alligators wore shoes. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Let's get on here. Mr. McNaughton means the shoes were made from alligators. Boy, she must have big feet. Yeah, oh, no. Hey! You mean every time his wife wants a pair of shoes, they've got to kill an alligator? No, no, that isn't a thought. I'll have you know, Mr. Sheldon, my wife has very dainty feet. Yeah? Yes, but she puts them in the strangest places. She puts them in the strangest places. Say, what size shoes do you take, Miss McConnell? Well, I take a six. But seven feels so good, I buy an eight. You buy an eight. Well, I imagine eights would feel better. Oh, yes, indeedy. When I used to wear a seven, I had a corn on the top of my toe. But now the corn is on the bottom of my foot. Do you find that an improvement? Oh, sure. Now, no one can step on it but me. No Please get back to the question. Can any of you tell me what shoe trees are used for? Well, why don't you ask the man you bought them from? I didn't buy them. Well, where did you get them? Look, I haven't got any shoes. Then what do you care where they come from? <laughs> why don't you mind your own business? Yeah. All right, never mind. Will you cut it out? Mr. Howard, what was the question again, please? Where can you buy bananas these days? <laughs> that is not the question. What is this? What's happening? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Who is our next guest, Mr. Roberts? Our next guest, Mr. Howard, is Staff Sergeant Mary Field of the Women's Army Corps. (laughs) 
How do you do, Miss Field? This is indeed a pleasure. We're very, very happy to have you with us. Oh, a very charming girl, isn't she, Mr. Howard? All right, she yeah, is a charming rather, girl. You know, it's girls like her that make me like girls like her. I see. <laughs> very cute. I wish you'd do me a favor, Mr. McNaughton, and stop embarrassing our guest here. Miss Fields, pay no attention to them. They're beginning to get into their second childhood. Where, where is your hometown, would you care to tell us? I certainly would. It's Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. That's a great town. Been in Cleveland many, many times. You didn't happen to work in May's department store there, did you? No, I didn't. That's but... down on the square, isn't I it? I know. Yeah, yeah. I've been through there in the bargain basement many times. <laughs> uh, what are you doing in New York, may I ask? Are you visiting here or are you stationed here? I'm stationed here. Oh, I see. Recruiting. Oh, recruiting. Well, my, that's swell. Are you, uh, you like your work in the service? Yes, I do. How long, you been, how long have you been in New York? Uh, I have been in New York for a year and a half. Oh, a year and a half. Then you've been around New York quite some. That's how right. do you compare the boys in New York with the boys in Cleveland? Or are you married? Maybe before, are you no, married? No, I'm not married. Well, then you can answer that question. <laughs> what would you say? Well, that... most of the boys from Cleveland are in New York, so that's all right. Oh. <laughs> You don't mean by that you brought them with you. They just happen to be they here. They just happen to be here. Well, that's fine. Uh, have you met Mayor LaGuardia yet? No, I haven't. No. I'll tell you how you can meet him. If you see a big hat walking around, just look up. <laughs> Would you care to tell us, uh, Miss... You know, I just, I just got a postcard from a girl in Chicago. Yeah, it... what'd she say? Oh, I don't know. There's no writing on it. No writing on it? No. Well, you see, she's not speaking to me. Oh. <laughs> I just got a letter the other day from an old girl of mine. Yeah. Boy, was she dumb. She used to sign her name with a cross. Uh-huh. Sign her name with a cross? Yeah, now she signs it with a circle. Really? Oh. How come? Huh? How come? Well, she got married. She changed her name, I guess. Oh, I... Miss <laughs> <laughs> Fields, pay no attention to them. May I ask you, what did you do in Cleveland before you joined the... Well, uh, I did many things. Most of my time was spent in newspaper work, advertising oh, newspaper work. Uh, advertising What newspaper? Do you want to give it a plug? Why, certainly. Cleveland yeah. Shopping News. Oh, the uh, Cleveland what? Shopping News. Oh, the Cleveland Shopping News. That's I thought you right. said Shopping News. I can't hear very good. You know, at my age, you're, everything goes back yeah. on you. Well, we're, we're more than glad to... What do you intend to do after the war? Have you made any plans? That is, any post-war plans? Is I'm afraid to think about it. I think we should get this war over with first and then think well, about that's it. that's very good. That's very good. That, that is, Miss Fields, a very good thought. And I want to tell you, I've enjoyed my interview with you immensely. Now, I'm I gonna... love her uniform. Oh, you like her uniform. Oh, she's swell. It's all cute, don't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I, 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 I've just got to borrow some kind of a costume. A costume? Yeah. I'm what? going to a masquerade tomorrow night. Uh-huh. I don't know what to go as. I see. Why don't you tie a rope around your waist and go as two bales of hay? <laughs> Be no point in that. 
Boy, she pretty near made a mark out of you. She made a mark out of me. I think you're right there, Mr. Sheldon. Well, I think we'd like to have uh, our good uh, friend here and guest to uh, help us out by picking a question out of the dunce cap, if she will. Any question you get a hold of, and would you be kind enough, Miss Fields, to read the question for us, please? How long is a half a mile racetrack? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, please. Please, no help from the audience, please. How long is a half a mile racetrack? The question's about racetracks. You know, I got on a horse last week. How long was it? The horse? No, the racetrack. I don't know, but I know the horse was long coming in. I see. <laughs> Did you bet him on the nose? No, I bet on the whole horse. <laughs> Please, let's get on here. I'm, aqua- I'm afraid, Miss Fields, your question's going to take a little time. Will you offer Miss Fields a chair? I don't like to keep her standing there. Look, let's get on here with a uh, with question. Now, don't get away from it. How long is a half-mile racetrack? I got a tip on a horse tomorrow. I'm going to bet my wad. You're going to bet your wad? Yep. What are you going to have left to chew? <laughs> leave it, leave it. Will you leave that racing form alone and pay attention to the question? Do you ever bet on horses, Mr. McNaughton? Oh, rather, yes. You know, the last time I backed a horse, it cost me $50. It cost you $50? Yes, I backed him into a store window. <laughs> the man was very annoyed, too. Never mind. Let me tell you something. You guys are upsetting my gastric acidity here. Let's get on with the question, will you? Please. Oh, boy, stop. oh, boy. Here's the horse I got to bet. Oh, he can't lose. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> what makes you so sure he can't lose? Says here, he's starting at 20 to 1, but the race don't start until 1 o'clock. I <laughs> well, you know, what was the question, Mr. Howard? Where are you going to get bananas these days? Are you coming out when you forget about bananas? Why, what's the matter with bananas? I said nothing about bananas. You certainly did. You said, let's forget about bananas. Please. Don't you like bananas, Mr. Howard? Oh, I love bananas, well, Mr. Howard. where are you going to get them? The question is, how long is a half-mile banana? I mean, wait a minute. I wonder what this is going to be. I'm going to turn the thing into a funeral here any minute.
Thank you. Well, it's about time for us to put the dummies back in the trunk again before they get us all in the flurry here. Oh, I like that song. What song? The flurry with the fringe on top. No, no. That's sorry. Sorry. Oh, no, Mr. Howard. Sorry is an Indian dish like the chicken sorry or lamb sorry. No, no, or... no, no. That's curry. Oh, there's another beautiful song. Curry me back to old Virginia. I didn't say that. I said sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, that's all right, old boy. Don't apologize. Look, look. A surrey, a surrey is a big old-fashioned vehicle, square in the back with two skinny shafts sticking out of a big bulky body. Now we're back to Miss McConnell again. Oh, watch the old music, please. It pays to be ignorant, to be dumb, to be dense, to be ignorant. It pays to be ignorant just like me. Well, there you are, folks. It's time to say goodnight for Harry McNaughton, Lula McConnell, George Sheldon, Al Trace, and his band. When I was just a school kid, I wasn't awfully bright. I had a pretty teacher who made me stay in each night, so you see it pays. This is Tom Howard saying goodnight and good nonsense. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service.
lots of filler music on that from the Armed Forces Radio Service because they had to remove all those cigarette commercials and other things and replace them with music. Sorry about that, but that's the only way that particular show exists, at least as far as I know. The original network master does not, but that's a nice, clean-sounding show, so and it's one of the best. Um, People may or may not realize this, but that show was heavily scripted. It sounds like they're ad-libbing all over the place, but they're not. They actually wrote the, every, pretty much every word of that out, and it was the, um, the genius of the, the cast members to be able to perform that and make you think it was a bunch of ad-libs. But no, they had uh, a complete script written out for each of these shows. Quite clever, quite interesting, and lots of dad jokes. So... Back next Tuesday with more comedy, drama, or variety. And on Thursday, we're winding up our series of Lucille Fletcher uh, suspense-type radio shows. And then we will launch into something else very special, which you'll hear about soon. In the meantime, back next Tuesday, and thank you for listening. ¶¶